And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this episode of Behind the Mic. I'm your host, Dylan Ingram, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, country music artist Ryan Daniel. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. No, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having us on. So we'll get to camo and all that here in a little bit, but let's start by going back kind of to your roots. You served as a member of the U.S. Air Force for over 10 years. First of all, thank you for your service. But during that time, you were selected to join the elite touring group Tops in Blue, where you got to tour in 20 countries and entertain an estimated 250,000 troops and civilians. What was that experience like as a whole? Well, I mean, first of all, being in the Air Force was was amazing, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, and it has a lot to do with where I'm at today, a whole bunch. And being part of that group, such an iconic group that was around for so many years, it's it's the closest you can get to what, what we do now, or at least what I do now, but even on a harder scale, so... It's fun. It's it was it was it was a learning process. You know, we don't have stage hands. You know, and, and we do it all. So, I was a vocalist. I was a, a driver. I was setting up the stages, tearing them down. But it was just an experience that very few people probably get to experience. And um, and it was just for for me. It was again. It was one of those things that it was a highlight of my life. You know what I mean? It was one of those one of those great moments that I'll never forget and I always cherish. So would you say that experience prepared you for what you're doing here today? 100%. Absolutely. You know what what I do now, you know I'm I'm lucky enough in in my career uh, at this point uh, in my career where you know without sounding cuz I'm definitely not a prima donna guy, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a good old boy country boy, you know, but you know my tour manager will text me while I'm on the tour bus and go, "Hey, we're ready for you." So I just walk on stage, put my in-ears in sing a couple of songs, you know, and, and, and then I'm done, you know, with, with tops and blue, you, you do it all. So I look at the stage folks, the, the volunteers, the, I look at those people a lot different than maybe other artists do because I've been in their shoes. And so I, I understand what it's like to work 18 hours a day to get, get on a bus, move to the next place. And so preparing me to do what I do now, tops and blue was a huge process in that. Also, over the course of that tour, you met your producer, Barry Best, and together you created your debut album, Love, Life, and Memories. What are some things that you learned during that process of creating your debut album? Wow. Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, Barry Best. Um, he he was the, uh, the Tops and Blue uh, band director. Um, he wrote all the music for over like 20 years for that group. And and such a great guy, great friend. He's like family. Uh, he is another huge reason I'm where I'm at today. But but yeah, recording the album was what an experience. I mean, and I'm sure all the artists can say everything about their first single or their first recording. I love that process of the the creativity of it. And with a guy like Barry, he's going to push you and make you you know do things that maybe you think you can't do, uh, whether it be you know vocally or or whether we're writing or, or anything like that. And and he just, I, I, I learned so much on that first album. And I think one of the biggest things I, I think I learned on that album was he told me one time in the studio that there's no button on the board for emotion. You, 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 there's no button for that. So you have to learn 
a good artist when they're recording an album will almost pretend when you're in the booth by yourself singing with some headphones onto a microphone that you're singing to an audience of 5,000 people because you can't create that emotion in your voice. You can't create this, you know, you have to be able to do that uh, because they can't make that up. And uh, so for me, that, that whole creative process was just amazing to learn that. So was there anything about that process that surprised you or that you didn't think about maybe going into it? I, I mean, yeah, that was one of them. The whole, I, I think, I think all of it surprised me because, you know, the first time you do anything that you've never done before, you know, it's a, it's a learning process, but, uh, surprised in a good way though. Uh, for me, at least, you know, we, uh, again, he's such a great producer to work with that he makes you comfortable. You know, you can, you can make mistakes and, and it's okay. You know, all right, we'll get, we'll fix that, you know, or, or anything like that. So I think the process in itself, the first time you do it, I think everything kind of surprises you. And then, and then in a really good way, when you, when you come out of the booth and you're listening to the playback, you kind of hear what you created. And, and that's, that's a, that's a feeling uh, almost to me, that's a feeling like when you hear your radio, your song on the radio the first time and you're in your, your truck or car, you know, it's uh, it's like, wow, I just did that. That's awesome. You've had the chance to tour with many big name artists such as Restless Heart, Trace Atkins, Confederate Railroad, Tompton Square, and Three Doors Down, just to name a few. What are some things that you've learned from getting to tour with and be around groups like that? You know, it, it was an experience, and, and all of us artists go through it when we, we get to go out with big names. And I think you learn, you know, from people who have been doing it for a long time, you know, uh, legend bands and, 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 and especially, you know, like three doors down, those guys, they know how to put on a show. And if you're smart as an artist, you're going to pay attention and watch what they do and see how they interact with the crowd. And that for me is probably what, what I took away from, from any of the, the bands and artists that I went out with and got to open for, um, Restless Heart was the very first group in my career that I ever got to open for. And, you know, I grew up listening to them and they were just as good. They, they, their harmonies were tight. They, 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 their band is tight. And, and so for, for me, I just soaked all that up. I just, I just was like, okay, we got to rehearse. The band's got to be tight. Um, you know, some of these groups that I went out with, you know, they, they sound like the album. And you find that your fans, that's what they want. You know, there's no, <clears throat> at least I don't, I don't use auto-tune in my live show. Um, you know, I, I, I want my live show to be like when you hear the album, that's what you heard. And when you listen to Three Doors Down and Thompson Square and, and Trace Atkins and all those folks live and you see their show, you know they perfected their craft. And for me, it's in the, I just took that, I just soaked all that in. and was like, okay, I want to I do that. You released your album Back For More on April 6th of 2018, and that album actually sold out on Amazon within the first day. So as an artist, what did that feel like for you when you found out that that album had sold out within just one day? I was just, wow. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I'm an unsigned artist. You know, I mean, I'm just a, again, I'm just a guy that I don't come from money. My family don't have money. I don't. I don't have the backing, you know, of a big label and all those kind of things. So for me, I was just like, you got to be kidding me right now. And uh, it 
it was just a, a great feeling that that uh, you know I, I worked so hard you know leading up to that album that uh, you create a really good fan base and I'm just humbled you know really and it's really the fans that do it you know and and I, I always say that I might not have the most fans but I have the most loyal fans and for for people that maybe just know me you know we talk about fans they just kind of know you from the stage they you don't hang out with them you know these you know you got tens and 20 and 30,000s of people that 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 don't know you personally but they support you to do something like that was uh it was just a humbling experience so now we're finally able to get to your single camo so that single was produced by part of the group three doors down which we've already briefly mentioned earlier and is in the rotation on country radio nationwide so can you just give us a little insight to the story behind that song yeah so you know pre uh covid you know we're getting ready to to talk about a single and i'm gonna you know write a single and then and then get into writing you know my next album and a really good friend of mine james g who is is an amazing christian country artist uh here in nashville he and brandon ireland who was on the voice had wrote this song camo i was just talking to james about getting together writing together for my upcoming album and he said, "Hey, we've got a song that that I just thought that that me and me, me, me and my friend Brandon wrote, and I want I want you to hear it." And I said, "Okay, let me let me you know send it to me." And it, when he sent it to me, immediately I was like, "You've got to be kidding me right now! Like this is awesome!" And so you know, I called him right back, and of course, you know, we tweaked a few of the lines to obviously cater a little bit to me, and we talk about the Air Force in it, and we talk about being an ammo troop, obviously. Uh, so they let me they let me uh, play with the song a little bit, if you will. And from there, how it led to Three Doors Down and Chet and all them was I had called Chet again to talk about writing with him because a lot of people don't know that that uh, Chet and, and Greg and all them guys from Three Doors Down, they're huge country music fans. And so when I had opened for them previously, uh, we became friends. So when I called him to see, hey, I want to write a song with you. He was like, hey, why don't you come and record in our studio? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm a producer, too. And I'm like, you to be kidding me. So, uh, you know, long story short, that led to us walking in. We went in with Camo and we kind of, you know, Chet is, a, is another great producer and a guy that I guess found something that, you know, all of us artists uh, look for. And it's that one song. And Camo was that song for me. So within five weeks of its release, Camo generated 100,000 streams and climbed to top 15 on the charts. As an artist, what was that like for that song to do so quickly after its release? It, it, again, it, humbling. It's it just it, it astonished. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, 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 you know, organically for a song to to do that uh, with again without the big money of of labels and marketing money and all those things to just have your fans take notice of, of something that you put out and then, and then just pass it around. It, 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 it was humbling, exciting. It was, Oh my gosh, uh, this is crazy. It, and, and, and a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. So I couldn't believe it. It, it did that. It just, it just was okay. We're on to something now. So you have actually been inducted into the indie music Hall of Fame and won numerous awards in 2020, including Best Country Artist and Best Country Song. Out of all of these accolades, which one has meant the most to you personally? When you talk about the Indie Music Awards, um, 
probably for me actually was was being inducted into any music hall of fame i mean that's kind of the pinnacle for an, an indie artist obviously won uh you know quite a few awards and i'm i'm blessed and humbled to have done that but uh for them to to think that i you know worthy of being in the hall of fame with them is, is pretty cool that, that that's probably the one that that sticks out to me the most so your new album, Y'all Ain't Ready for This, just released last Friday. What do you want people to know about this project? Oh, I mean, the name of the album. Y'all ain't ready for this. I mean, <laughs> people, you know, people need to, they're not ready for it. I mean, we, you know, after Camo, I decided that, okay, we, we have something special in the studio right now. And so we went back to Chet and, and the guys there and said, hey, what can we do? You know, I want to record the whole album here. And so immediately we started writing, me, Chet, Greg Upchurch, um, Brandon Blackburn, you know, Adam, all of us got together and started writing this album and it was so much fun. And again, we, we went even further outside the box of camo and just was like, okay, we want to give it to them. It has just been an amazing journey and fans are, are loving it so far. And I, and I hope they continue to share it and, and continue to, uh, to, to help me market it and put it out there. But uh, it's just, it's a wild, it's a wild album. And I think it's going to take them on a really cool roller coaster. So last Friday, the day your album released, you were actually playing here in Martin at the Tennessee Soybean Festival in a lineup that featured high profile artists such as Brett Michaels and Rick Springfield. What was it like for you playing on the same stage as guys like that? Uh, it's, it's, it's again, I mean, I hate using the word humbling, but uh, that's just me. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about icons. You're talking about you know guys that that have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and are still doing it, and 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 amazing at it. So to even be mentioned in the same uh, you know lineup with those guys was just it was amazing. And and to know that that I've worked hard as an artist to, to get there and to be able to be in that lineup in that same voice of rick and brett michaels and ryan and you know i've i've worked my way i've worked really really hard to get there and so it's uh it's it's rewarding for sure so what did you know about martin tennessee or the soybean festival if anything heading into last week i mean i i knew that i knew you know the festival existed for sure and i know it's it's probably one of the biggest festivals that happens in tennessee every year but to think i'd ever be playing it i would have never thought that and uh, it was just an amazing experience. And, and I hope I get invited back because it was awesome. I know we'd love to have you back. You've mentioned before that one of your big inspirations is Garth Brooks and specifically his fan connection and interaction during shows. So how much do you feed off of the audience during your shows? A hundred percent. I mean, you 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 want your your fans to to interact with you at least at least i do and 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 i think that you know i'm like a gar super fan you know i I love what he does and how he entertains the crowd and how he makes everybody feel like they're part of the show and finally what advice would you give to young artists who are looking to get their foot in the door here in this music industry oh that's easy uh two words hard work it it's simple hard work put it in uh i talk to you know young artists all the time and and I always get asked, you know, you know, the, the typical questions, how did you get where you're at and how are you where you're at? You don't, you know, again, you don't, you're not with a big label. You don't, you don't have those things. And I'm like, it's hard work. You know, you don't burn bridges. You don't, uh, you treat people how you want to be treated. 
your your loyalty, your honesty, all those things matter, and you got to put in the work. They're not. It's not going to get handed to you on a silver platter. This, it's not going to happen. You you got to put in the work, and obviously the talent is is got to be there. But but if you move the talent aside, put it in. And, and and lastly, what I tell a lot of young artists is something that I've I've lived by uh, in my career is that the ones that don't make it are the ones that quit. Dive in with both feet and don't quit. Orion, man, thank you so much again for taking the time to join me today. Make sure you go check out Ryan and follow him on all social media and his music's on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Make sure especially to go give his new album, Y'all Ain't Ready For This, a listen. Definitely. I appreciate you guys for having me on, and we had a blast at the festival, and and, uh, who knows, maybe we'll see you guys again next year. That was Behind the Mic with Dylan Ingram. Make sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Camo.